Good morning, church. Thank you for joining us this morning. Please stand with me as we come together and worship God through song. Come, let us worship our King. Come, let us bow at His feet. Done great things. See what our Savior has done. See how his love overcomes. He has done great things. He has done great things. Oh, hero of heaven, you conquered the grave. You free every and break every chain oh god you have done great things we dance in your freedom awake and alive oh jesus our savior your name lifted high oh god you have done great things you've been faithful Yes and amen, you will do great things. Oh God, you do great things. Oh hero of heaven, you conquered the grave. You free every captive and break every chain. Oh God, you have done great things. We dance in your freedom, awake and alive. Our Savior, your name lifted high, oh God, you have done great things. Hallelujah, God, above it all, hallelujah, God, unshakable, hallelujah, you have done great things. Hallelujah, you have done great things. Oh, hero of heaven, you conquered the grave. You free every captive and break every chain. Oh, God, you have done great things. We dance in your freedom, awake and alive. Oh, Jesus, our Savior, your name. Oh God, you have done great things. You have done great things. Oh God, you do great things. Please be seated. 
Good morning, everyone. It's, it's so good to see everyone here, and, and we welcome everyone that's online. We're glad that you're with us today. Um, so there's pink envelopes out in our fancy new offering boxes on the side, and um, please feel free to give for a Mother's Day offering to sort, support Baptist Children, Home, and Family Services, the five ministries of BCHFS, Angels Cove, Baptist Children's Home, Residential Services, Faith Adoption Ministry, Grace Haven Pregnancy Resource Clinic, and Pathways Canceling. I think he tricked me into these today. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, and we also will be celebrating our graduates later in the service. And we do want to invite you to come to the prayer and share at 6.30 on Wednesdays. I've been, and it is a fun time. So you guys should give it a try if you haven't already. Um, EBC, we are still looking for a new administrative assistant. If you're interested or would like more information of the job, please send a inquire a resume to Pastor Cliff. I mean, who wouldn't want to work with Pastor Cliff? I mean, <laughs> so um, that's it. I'm going to ask Michael to come. Good morning. I just wanted to welcome Blake Harding back with us today. It's good to be good to see him. So let's go ahead and bow our heads for a word of prayer. Julian Father, just thank you for this day and just thank you for giving us the opportunity to come together today to worship with you. We just want to uh, not only be with our graduates that are graduating or maybe have already graduated both high school and college, uh, just be with them as you continue to prepare their uh, their hearts and minds for whatever you have in store for them, whether it's going to college, going to a trade school, uh, or just going into the military, or even just going to work. Uh, just be with them as those opportunities will further your kingdom. We just also uh, just want to be with the baptisms that are coming up today here in a little bit. Just be with those individuals and uh, just to continue to uh, disciple and uh, work with those individuals as well and their families. Let's just at this time just be with the, uh, the offering that we're going to partake of. Um, just uh, that the monies that are raised just allow them uh, just to, to spread worldwide so that we can uh, continue to grow your kingdom. In your name, amen. All right. Are we ready to baptize? Okay. So, which one of you is coming first? All right. <laughs> the robe's longer than you are. <laughs> okay this is Aaron Aaron Gilliland he has accepted Christ as his Lord and Savior is that correct you've asked Jesus to save you and so he's coming professing Christ as his Savior why don't we take a moment and wh where's your fan club at it's back there well wave at them because they're taking pictures of you okay yeah there there you go that way everybody else knows who your fan club is the water cold yeah, okay. <laughs> so, we're, let's, let's read this on the screen here. Christian baptism is the immersion of a believer in water in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It is an act of obedience symbolizing the believer's faith in a crucified, buried, and risen Savior. The believer's death to sin, the burial of the old life, and the resurrection to walk in newness of life in Christ Jesus. 
It is a testimony to his faith in the final resurrection of the dead. So we're going to read from Matthew 28, 18, or 19 through 20. And Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Now, one more thing before I put him under the water and we get this symbolism of the burial of old life and resurrection of new life. Dad's got the verse of the day on his phone, and that was the verse for yesterday. Isn't that appropriate? God has a way of putting the things together for us. So let's baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Okay. Christian has done the same. You want to be at your fan club too? Okay. Well, Nathan, are you not going to wave back? <laughs> okay. All right. All right. You have professed Christ as your Savior. And again, neat thing, chase me down to do this. But I am, I'm happy to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Okay, that's exciting stuff, right? That represents two more guys going to be in heaven with us. And I think that's powerful stuff. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I'm going to invite you to do that today. If you've not followed through with baptism and you'd love to do that, we'll make that happen, okay? We're excited about this. We're excited about serving Jesus. And we're gonna, these two guys are guys who are going to go out and tell people about Jesus. That's what we're counting on. So pray for them as they grow in Christ. Adam? Please stay with me once again as we continue to worship through song.
All right, if you've got your Bibles, we're going to be in 1 John chapter 3. 1 John chapter 3, we're working our way through the book. We won't be done until we get to the fifth chapter, right? So, um, you know, it's, it, I want to do this, and I want to do it right. I want us to look at 1 John, and I want us to understand it better than we've done before and know that we're going we're gonna to learn more in years from now, you know, as we walk back through that. So 1 John is, is like John wrote... The apostle, the guy that was with Jesus, the disciple that walked with Jesus, he wrote the book of John, the gospel of John. And he wrote the gospel of John, if you look in the end of the 20th chapter, you'll see he wrote that, that you might have faith, that you might know who Jesus is, and knowing who Jesus is, you would believe him as your Lord and Savior and do the baptism, okay? That's what he writes that for. First John, he writes it like this. It's to, to have faith and to live faith is the way I want to look at 1 John. You, now that you're a Christian, it's that, it's that book that we gave out to the kids. Now, now, that you, now I'm, a Christian, I'm a Christian, now what? Okay, so that's what 1 John is about. How to live out this faith that you have in Jesus Christ. Because guess what? Contrary to practice, we're supposed to live differently after we get Jesus. Right? That's how it's supposed to happen. So John writes this so that we can do that, so we can understand that. So I want to I want I want to give you three illustrations, okay? Three illustrations. Hold up three fingers here. Three illustrations that I hope connect with you on your level so that you can take home something much deeper. Matter of fact, these are probably inadequate illustrations of what we're going to talk about in just a bit. But I want to talk about a multi-tool. I want to talk about an anniversary, and I want to talk about graduation. So here's a picture of a multi-tool. This is Gerber or Leatherneck. If you look it up, it's on Amazon. It's on their website. This, is, this must be the cream of the crop because it had 21 tools, and it cost more than anything else on the, on the, on the thing. So this is a top-of-the-line guy. If, has anybody got one of these? Yeah, a couple of you guys got them. Right, okay, you understand it. It's got 21 tools, and it lists all. I got 15 of them on the screen. The other six didn't make it. So... When you look at it to the un, uneducated, it's just something the guy's got in his pocket or carrying on his hip, right? But to the guy who's got it and uses it, he understands that there's much more than meets the eye. Much more than meets the eye. And so, you know, he pulls this thing out and he uses it, all 21 tools. Uh, you can ask these guys a little bit later how they use theirs. Now I want to talk about anniversary. We just celebrated our anniversary yesterday. This is our wedding picture. We were younger then. <laughs> I, I was younger then. She's about the same age. Okay. Let <laughs> I me mean, word that right. So we celebrated 34 years of marriage. And I know that amazes most of you that she spent 34 years with me, right? That she put, as Kim said... Who wouldn't want to work with Cliff, right? Yeah, I heard the laughter. I could hear back there. So, and I got you on film, by the way. I can, I can, anyway. So, as I look back at 34 years, it's been 34 years full of life. It's more than, it's, it's more than a celebration. It is, it is life that we have done together. And I think the further along you get, the more that you appreciate that. All of the struggles that you walk through and everything, you're, we're, still, we're still working through. We got, we got kids. We're still working through the struggles, okay? And, uh, and stuff like that. So, and she's still got me. She's still got struggles, okay? 
Pray for that woman. But there's a lot there to appreciate. And looking at that ought to affect how I live. The last one is a graduation. We're going to celebrate two graduates in a little while. They'll come up here. Cora's going to come up here, and, and Kayla's going to come up here. By the way, Kayla has her speech all prepared and needs to practice it before this afternoon, so you'll be here a little longer than you planned on. So, but, but you know, it's kind of cool because their moms are proud moms of all that they've done. We've seen, if you're friends with either Linda or Lori, you've seen pictures of these kids since they were little. Their first ride on the bus, you know, the whole nine yards. you got to see them growing up. And, and you know, I've, I've had the honor of being their pastor for 10 plus years, knowing them for a little longer than that. So I can identify with some of those pictures. When I, when I got here, they were 10 years younger, okay? They weren't, they weren't ready for graduation, so enjoy that. But these, these pictures of cap and gown, there's much more to it. There's more to appreciate. It's more than walking across the stage and grabbing a diploma. There's more to that. So let's talk about the themes in 1 John. Let's talk about the themes. We're going to cover these today. Light, righteousness, love, and assurance. Light, righteousness, love, and assurance. Now, here's what I want to do because this made more sense to me. So sometimes you're just the beneficiary of how I think, all right? So good or bad. But as you walk through this, as we get to the third chapter and what John starts out with here, I, I want to do a recap so that we fully appreciate what he's trying to drive at. So we don't just pull this out and, and just look at it by itself, but let's look at it in its context. So when we start out in the first chapter, chapter it's evident that John is not the focus, but Jesus is the focus. That's why he's writing a letter. And matter of fact, Jesus is the focus of John's life. And if Jesus is the focus of John's life, he's going to direct you so that Jesus is the focus of your life. We read on into the first chapter, we find out that Jesus is light, or God is light. And then we also read about that as he talks about God is light and talks about the darkness that we live in. He reminds us of the forgiveness that's offered to us. If we confess our sins... He is faithful and just to forgive us our? That would be your clue, okay? <laughs> if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our? And to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, right? I love that, right? He, we can't clean ourselves up, but he can, only through the blood. Then we move on into the, the, the next chapter, John starts out, right after he tells us that we can be forgiven, he says, I write this so that you won't sin. He set a whole standard here. We're content, and our enemy leads us to be content with just having a little sin, with getting just a little cleaner than we were before we entered the baptismal tank. Okay, I'm going to clean up my act. I'm going to get a little bit better at that. But, but John says, hey, wait a minute. The goal is not to be without much sin. The goal is to be like Christ. And if you look at Jesus' life, he had how much sin in his life? None. Okay, and if we're going to be like Jesus, if that's a standard, what's our goal? None, right? That one was not as emphatic, right? 
because we know the struggle. But if we don't set our goal here, I used the track example where the coach told us we were going to lost, and we lost well. And then he gave us a lecture and told us he would never set the goal that we would lose because we did it that well. And so what we're trying to do is, is John's calling us to live a life that's aimed at getting sin out of our life, that's working again and day in and day out at that, at that goal. Then he talks about that new relationship that we have, that new relationship we have in Christ. We're, we're working for a new employer. We, we have a new relationship. We are children of God. And he's going to touch on that again. Then for a moment, he talks about, this is the assurance, right? If you belong to Christ, you're going to be living your life trying not to sin. If you belong to Christ, if you are saved, then you know that you have a new relationship and you live like that. And here, if you're not saved, you're going to be the Antichrist. And that's what in the Antichrist, he uses it. We use that term with that big music, that sound, that, that Hollywood music that, that announces this is a big bad guy coming. The Antichrist, he talked about people that were in the church and were no longer. They went out from us because they were not of us. And he describes them as the Antichrist because they're working against the things of Christ. So here we are with that mindset. That's, I set the table. I want, I want you to pay attention, particularly to the first verse. We're going to read the first ten verses. I'll be reading out of the New American Standard. It's up here on the wall. It's down here on the screen if you're watching online. And it can be in your Bible if you get your Bible open or if you've got the Bible app, you'll follow along there. See how great a love. The Father has bestowed on us that we would be called children of God, and such we are. For this reason, the world does not know us because it did not know Him. Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not appeared as yet what we will be. We know that when He appears, we will be like Him because we will see Him just as He is. And everyone who, is, who has a hope fixed on Him purifies himself just as he is pure. Everyone who practices sin also practices lawlessness, and sin is lawlessness. You know that he appeared in order to take away sins, and in him there is no sin. No one who abides in him sins, no one who sins has seen him or knows him. Little children, make sure no one deceives you. The one who practices righteousness is righteous just as he is righteous. The one who practices sin is of the devil. For the devil has sinned from the beginning. The Son of God appeared for this purpose, to destroy the works of the devil. No one who is born of God practices sin because his seed abides in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. By this, the children of God and the children of the devil are obvious. Anyone who does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor the one who does not love his brother. Let's go back to that first statement that he opens up there in the third chapter. See how great a love he has for you. Do you understand that? That's a great reminder. Who are we? If we belong to God, we are the children of God. And that's what he wants us to focus on, that, that, that idea that the great love that God has for us, that we are called the children of God. 
Remember when we were walking through the latter part of the second chapter and he talked about the Antichrist. And the, the, the amazing thing, that I, one of the amazing things out of that was John didn't implore us to go out and chase down the Antichrist and bring them back in. But he used the phrase, as for you. As for you. In other words, you need to work on you right now. And when I open up that third chapter... It's that reminder, as for you. I need to know what I have. The multi-tool thing, right? I need to understand what I have in that tool. The anniversary. I need to understand what I have in my marriage. I need to appreciate the marriage that we have built over these 34 years, whatever anniversary you're celebrating. Remember, it's a reminder of what you have together and how God has worked together in your lives. The graduation, looking back over that, God has been active in that whole process to the cap and gown. And he will be in the process down the line. So you need to appreciate what you have. We come here and he says, see how great a love. God loves you. Right? Let's, let's stop and we, we, we read that. For God so loved the world. God loves you. It's on a bumper sticker, right? Maybe it's on your wall in your refrigerator. God loves you. Do you understand what that means? Of course he loves me. Why, I'm lovable. <clears throat> I am not. And neither are you. You see, he loved me when I was yet a sinner. He loved me when I was on the, the junkyard of life. He loved me when I was in the trash. He loved me when I was covered with sin. And the wages of sin. The God of light loved me. What's that song say? The warm that I am. He loved you in the same situation. You see, it wasn't like a pickup basketball game where God just all of a sudden picked the best of us. And you happen to be one of the best. God created us to worship Him. And we sinned. And we turned away from God. And we pursued our sins and we ended up heading for an eternal separation, eternal damnation away from God. God, because He loved us, sent His Son so that we might be redeemed. Rather than God wiping us off, God sent His Son to redeem us, to be the propitiation for us, to be our advocate. So, here's the picture that I want you to think about. God's love and all that God has for us. 
God loved you enough that He sent His one and only Son. Watched Him die on the cross. Bear all of your sin and my sin. Sin for all generations. He took that on the cross. He loved us enough to provide the only way that we could become what He intended us to be in the first place. And that's worshipers of Him. We can't do that without the blood. Consider all that God has to offer. If you're familiar with the other book that John wrote, Revelation, the sea of glass, the throne, the creatures crying out, holy, holy, holy. That's what God has to offer to us. A place without sin, a place without death, a place without pain, a place without tears. That's what God has to offer us. So see how great a love He has for us. That ought to change how we live because the other we've already experienced and all of the promises of fulfillment, all of the promises of happiness are empty. Our, the enemy of God pursues us and tempts us, brings us in, and delivers absolutely nothing. In the end, what we get is a lake of fire. That's not what He promises, but that's what we get. So that's our choice. So when John says to us, as he's coming out of the Antichrist, who've chosen, what have they chosen to do? They've chosen to walk away from God and all that He has to offer. John reminds us that as for you, think about the love that God has for you. Think about the gifts that God has for you. Think about the care that God has for you. Think of what God did for you that Satan could never do. And then he talks about, we'll move on, the idea and the promise you know, we're, we're struggling, right? To be with Jesus. John knows that without a shadow of doubt because he's living that. But he says, we will be like him. I don't know what it looks like. John wrestles with what we wrestle with. But he says, we will be like him. That's the promise. At the end of the verses, he says, by this the children of God and the children of the devil are obvious. Again, John, John doesn't have a maybe. He doesn't have a one to five scale with two, three, four, somewhere in the middle there, and, you know, kind of not this, kind of not that. John's got yes or no, true or false, black or white, saved or lost. That's the way John does that. You're either a, a child of God or you are not a child of God. You are a child of the devil. And that's the description he says. By this, the children of God and the children of the devil are obvious. How do we see that? Because our actions bear that out. Our actions bear that out. We can say what we want to say, but what we do tells people around us who we are. And that's what John is saying. So actions, our actions ought to be based 
upon our understanding of who he is, of his love. You see, there was that group that John just talked about, the Antichrist. They had sat in the pews. They had sang the music. They had bowed their heads during the prayers. But they, yet they walked away. You see, they didn't understand it, did they? They didn't get it. And henceforth, they walked away. These people that he's speaking to were still there. And he's asking them, he's telling them that your actions need to be based upon your understanding. The more you understand about the love of God, the greater your drive will be to live a life for him. A lack of action is a lack of understanding. Just to go out there and to continue to live your life, to walk away from God, that is a lack of understanding of who he is. And that's what the Antichrist had done. They had, they had come into the church. They had proclaimed something great. They may have even proclaimed a connection. Because the Antichrist that went out, John had to come and combat. He said, I've seen, heard, and touched Jesus. These guys that are coming and proclaiming to you something other than the gospel message. They've not done that. These people have proclaimed something great, but yet they, they didn't understand the love of God. And henceforth, they walked away. Have you ever seen somebody walk away from something that was really good? Whatever it might have been. A job, a business, a, a family. But they just walked away because they didn't understand what they had. Didn't understand what they had. So, what am I going to ask you to do this week? What am I going to ask you to do this week? The action steps. In other words, we're just talking about action based on what God has done for us. What are we going to do? Here's our actions. Excuse me. Here's our action steps for this week. I want you to think about Describe the love that God has given to you. I want you to write it down. You know, take, take a moment in the morning when, if you got tomorrow morning off, just sit out on the porch, take this afternoon out there, grab your pen and paper or, or scribble it on your phone or whatever you, however you do that. But I want you to reflect because it, it when I walked through that passage of Scripture and I had to think about the love that God has for me and I reflect on my life and the fact that He still loves me, I'm even more amazed. And, and you know, sometimes it takes stopping and looking back at what has been given to us, what has been shown to us, to move us forward in our relationship to a greater place. So that's why I'm asking you to write it down. I'm not trying to be mean to you and give you homework. What I'm trying to do is for you to reflect on this and deepen your relationship with the God who loves you more than you even can, can imagine. I don't know. When we stand before Him, maybe we'll get it. But He loves you more than you know. 
Then the next question is this. After you write that all down, does that, does that affect how you live? In other words, reflecting on what God has done for you, it ought to change how you live your life. And so the question would be, has it really? And if not, let's, let's make some changes. I, I want to be better. You want me to be better, don't you? And I want you to be better. We want our lights to shine brightly, and that means drawing closer to the source of our light, and that is Jesus. I'm going to give the invitation at this point, and then Adam's going to come, and we're going to sing, um, this is amazing grace, right? We're going to sing, this is amazing grace. My chains are gone. Okay. Amazing grace, my chains are gone. So, think about what that means. And, and what that is representative of what just happened up here. They were bound, slaves to sin. But because of Jesus' love, His amazing grace, they are no longer chained. We're going to give the invitation for you if you've not accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior. You can do that so today. Just come down here, and, and I, if you don't understand what I just said, come down and ask me. I'll explain it. Somebody will explain it to you. And, and we want you to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Whatever else that God has laid on your heart, maybe you want to pray for somebody. It might be for their salvation. It might be for a health concern. It might be for a job. It might be for direction in their life. You come and pray. You might pray for yourself for any one of those things. You might want to come and pray because you feel God's calling you. You also might want to come and say, hey, I want to be a part. I'm not a member of the church, but I want to be a member of this church. So let's stand and let's sing. The Lord has promised good to me. His word, my hope secures. He will my shield and portion be as long as life and My chains are gone and I've been saved. My Savior has ransomed me, and like a flood, His mercy reigns, unending love, amazing grace. My chains are gone, and I've been set free. God, my Savior, has ransomed me, and like a flood, His mercy reigns, unending love, amazing grace. Shall soon dissolve like snow. The sun for bed 
to shine but God who called me here below will be forever mine will be My chains are gone, and I've been set free. My God, my Savior, has ransomed me. And like a flood, His mercy reigns, unending love, amazing chains are gone and I've been set free my God my Savior has ransomed me and like a flood his mercy reigns unending love amazing grace Unending love, amazing grace. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for your word. Father, help us, Lord, to realize and understand your amazing grace and your love for us. Father, help us to be a light as we go out in a little bit to this world to show them your love. In Jesus' name, amen. If you would, have a seat, okay? Here's the have you reads for this week. So I want to call up our graduates first, okay? So, you know, this happens. I know it's going to happen. And so um, I'm just going to roll with it, okay? We have at least three graduates in house. I knew of two for sure, okay? So I'm going to call Jared. you graduating today, right? Okay, you come up here. All right, is this mic on? Okay, so you, can, you want to give a speech? <laughs> Your dad's laughing. He's, are you, you got the tape running so we can get him on, on speech, okay? Jared, you're graduating. Where are you going to go to What's the next plans? Trade school. Trade Southwestern school. Illinois College. Okay. Very good. Okay. So you hang on here. Okay. Our other high school graduate is, is Kayla. Okay. <laughs> Kayla Corton. Okay. Did you bring your speech? I got the I'm podium not, out. I'm not speaking. You're not? I'm not here. You're not. <laughs> you know, Kayla's been, I got to graduate, well, I got to baptize, I think, both of you, right? I got to baptize you. Okay, yeah, okay. And <laughs> it's been a while. Okay, but what a, what a thing, you know, as I'm looking at that, I'm so grateful to do that, to know where you guys are at, to know that, you know, your life might take you away, mine might go someplace, whatever. 
But I know that in eternity, I get to see the both of you. Matter of fact, the third graduate, I get to see all of you. We'll get to spend eternity together. That's cool. Okay? Yeah. All right. So, Kayla, Kayla, tell us what you, why do you get to speak at the graduation? Um, I'm not technically valedictorian, but I'm ranked number one along with some other people, so I do get to give a speech at graduation. Amen. Well, don't act nervous. <laughs> you have to do this a little later on. That's kind of cool. And I don't know if you've been following. She's got enough awards to wallpaper a, pa a wall, I think, okay? Is that right? Okay. And they're paying her to go to college. No, not That's quite. Not That's not true. Okay. All right. Do I have any other high school graduates that I didn't, was not aware of? Don't run off. You can't run off. Okay. Okay. Cora. Tell them where you graduated from, because it's not Carnival High School. You did that earlier. No, I graduated from Illinois State University. You want to tell them all your uh, other stuff? Which other stuff? All the honor what? things you got. Oh, yeah, summa cum laude, bachelor's in dance and bachelor's in business administration. Okay, all so, right. So Two degrees. Last week was a little fun. Cora was upstairs, and so was Teresa, and, and Cora goes, well, she's, she's looking for a job because um, uh, mom likes her enough to let her live there for a little while, but not forever, okay? I mean, you know, there's, there's got to there's gotta be a limit to there. So she needs a job. She goes, do you know of anybody looking for, uh, for somebody to work? And Teresa goes, well, yeah, you could be the secretary here. <laughs> and guess what God promptly did? I accepted a job offer at Lewis and Clark this past week. <laughs> God delivered her, right? Okay. Anything else you guys want to say? All right. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. You guys can come on down. But see them later and congratulate them. This afternoon's a big day for them. They get to wear the cap and gown. So... The next one's um, Aaron. Where's Aaron at? Come on down. Bring whoever you want with you. You going to bring mom too? Let's go up on stage so the people on, on, on TV land can see you. Okay? You have to wave at your other fan club out there. No, right here in the red, the red dot. You have to wave at the red dot. There you go. And you can wave at the rest of them out there. Okay? All right. You have a certificate of baptism inside of there, and I'm going to give you a, a big boy's Bible. Okay? So you're going to have to you're gonna learn how to use this, right? And read it, and it's got your name in the front of it. I encourage you, and congratulations today on your baptism, okay? All right. You guys can stay here for just a second. By the way, this is Alex. Who's this guy? Jackson. Ja here, I'll let, you, I'll let you say that so they can hear it. Jackson. Jackson. Do you want to say anything, Jackson? <laughs> they don't want to say it. He, doesn't, he talks later, doesn't he? He makes a lot of noise. Yeah, okay. 
And this is Mom Danica over here. So this is, this is it, right? Okay, good deal. All right, Christian, you want to come on down? Want to bring Mom and Dad with you? So, Christian, here's your baptism certificate, and here is you, a big boy Bible, okay? All right. Anything you want to say? Okay. Who, what's that? Haley. Haley. You want to introduce Haley? Um, this baby's Haley. This baby's my, Haley. My brother's, my brother's Mo, my niece, yeah. Okay, his niece, all right. And this is Mom Deb. This is Dad Ryan. And who's, <laughs> tell him who you are. Nathan. <laughs> All right. Congratulations, guys. We're excited about this. So are you guys excited about this? Yeah. Remember to pray for these guys, okay? Because they're just starting this. And the enemy will work against that. So let's pray for them. Blake, you're here in the house. Come up here. We get him back for a day. He came for his grandma's 90th birthday yesterday. So, all right. So, how about if you pray us out of here so we can go home? We can't go home till you pray. I would love to. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we are grateful for this wonderful day you have given us, for the beautiful weather, but. More importantly, how we get to welcome fellow brothers in Christ and continue to put a desire in our hearts to come alongside them and to disciple them and grow them. Continue to be with everyone here today that all that they say and do will bring you honor and glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, by the way, tell them where you're at. Because they don't, some, do you, any, does anybody know where he's at? Let's say it together. You better tell no. <laughs> I am the associate pastor of Youth and Family Ministries at Highland Avenue Baptist Church in Robinson, Illinois. Let me also say this. He preached three Sundays, and then they sent him over here. Yeah. Dude, so I have preached the same amount of time that Cliff let me preach here in three months compared to, you know, 14 years. <laughs> Oh, my. All right, guys. Have an enjoyable day, okay? Thank you.